Are your kids lonely or hurting? Today, I reveal three signs that may suggest your kids are struggling more than you know. Plus, we'll uncover three things you can do to give them support they'll actually want as you help guide them to a place of strength and joy. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Joe, and you're here to discover proven strategies that will strengthen and protect your family, no matter what society throws at you. No one deserves your unconditional love and loyalty like your children. Yet too often, our love and loyalty becomes attached to our perception of our kids rather than the reality. This can cause you to miss vital cues when your kids are calling out to you for extra love, attention, and support. So how do you compare your perception to what is really going on with your child? And why does this actually matter? Well, it matters because children and youth often struggle with things they don't know how to communicate about. So it shows up in other ways. And if you cannot recognize those other ways and do something useful about it, you may lose the battle before you ever knew it began. So here are three signs you can look for that may suggest your child is struggling in ways you are not aware. Number one, drastic changes in behavior. Two, academic decline. And three, decreased social interaction. But hearing that list isn't enough. We also need to know how to recognize and address these warning signs. Because if you don't figure it out, then who will? Do you really want to put the well-being of your child in the hands of outsiders? Besides, as you listen closely, you'll see how these things apply to you as well and how you can use the same steps to improve your day-to-day life. So let's start with the first sign, drastic changes in behavior. This includes things like irritability, mood swings, increased aggression, withdrawal, or isolation. In other words, typical teenage behavior. But maybe there's a reason most people consider those behaviors to be typical with teenagers. Maybe most teenagers are struggling mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and socially. And that makes sense, right? This is the time of life when they are looking to find where and how they fit in. And not knowing can be devastating. So if typical teenage behavior aligns with the same behaviors that tell us a child is struggling, then that really highlights just how desperately we need stronger families and more present parents. When I was a teenager, I believed others saw me as the good one. It could be argued that I was the least difficult child still at home. I went to church on Sundays, attended seminary classes during the week in addition to my regular schoolwork, got good grades, stayed out of the principal's office, kept curfew for the most part, and ran with a good group of friends but I felt like a fraud. I kept up a good show because I felt like my parents already had enough drama to deal with. But inside, I felt alone and I was struggling. All my church going had yet to help me truly understand and accept God's unconditional love. I felt unworthy of it for many reasons. In my early teens, I made friends by making kids laugh, but I made those kids laugh by making fun of other kids. I was too scrawny to be a physical bully but I was worse. I was so afraid of not fitting in or people seeing my flaws that I would use humor and wit to direct their attention at the flaws of others. And another way I was living a lie was that a very real part of me existed in secret and clung to addictive behaviors. I was so sure if anyone found out that I would be rejected and alone. 
I thought my parents would be disgusted. My good friends would feel lied to and manipulated. And my shadowy friends would be angered for having, by association, exposed them. So yes, I had my mood swings. I would be irritable or isolate. But hey, I'm the good one, right? I'll just bury that stuff and I will be fine. I'm telling you right now, I was not. And here's a pro ninja tip. If you want to be a highly effective parent with a strong family that can withstand whatever society throws at you, then you must let go of any assumption that everything is fine and put in every effort to connect with your children on a deeper, safer level. Now, you cannot reach a specific goal unless you are intentional in following a path of actions that will lead to your specific goal. And if you lack total clarity on what those actions are, take the time to discover, then decide and do. So let's toss the idea that drastic changes in behavior is just how teens are and accept the fact that a lot of our youth, perhaps your own kids, are struggling and truly need you. So what exactly should you look for? How can you tell if this drastic change in behavior is a red flag or just a momentary lapse? Well, Start with you. Consider the last time when you got more irritated than the situation required. Or when was the last time you were in a good mood? Something minor happened and then you became ticked at the world. Or maybe you find yourself laughing with coworkers at the office or a buddy on the phone as you drive home. But once you walk through the doors of your house, you can feel your walls go up and your attitude drop. Do you think because you're 20 or 30 or however many years older than your child that the core of basic human needs of human psychology changes? It doesn't. You can look to your own challenges as a window into what is going on with your kids and your spouse for that matter. Just remember, it is a window and not a mirror. So be careful not to project your struggles onto others. That's another good reason to avoid assumptions. Now, is your son always happy and laughing with his friends, but then shuts down once he's home? Did your daughter seem happy and then her phone dings and now she's irritable? Are your kids yelling at each other? over a seemingly simple matter that normally they easily resolve? Take notice. These are your signs suggesting something deeper might be going on. Also, keep in mind that whatever problem sparked a reaction is rarely the same problem that's causing the amplified reaction. And here's a Pro Ninja tip you can immediately apply. Instead of asking, what's wrong? Or is something wrong? Try asking, what do you need right now? Or is there anything you need from me right now? It changes the implication that you see something bad or wrong and transforms it to showing a desire to support. So when you see these drastic behavior changes, don't automatically slough it off as kids being kids. Instead, be consistent in offering support with no strings attached and creating opportunities for your child to open up. Be patient. It may take time. They need to know you are being authentic and that they can trust you in this thing. Now for number two, academic decline is a good indicator that your child is struggling in ways you may not know. Consider that academic decline is not limited to school. It could include any activity your child previously enjoyed that led to learning or an increase of knowledge. This could include reading books, watching nature shows and documentaries, or reading up on stats and news about their favorite athletes. It also could include scripture study and participation in church classes, or even mentally stimulating activities like building with Legos or woodworking. The point is, academic decline gets limited to grades at school, 
but there are so many more areas it may show up. The general idea is that your child has lost interest in growth and development. But be honest with yourself on this. Your child may simply not enjoy or participate in certain activities, even if you want them to. We're all unique. So don't create a concern about a missing behavior that was never part of your child's routine to begin with. Plus, interests change. This is why most people only look at school grades. It's the easiest measurement for those that are not present in the life of their children. But that's not you. You are committed to being proactive and present in the life of your children, which gives you the opportunity to recognize this sign earlier. So what might that look like? Not long ago, my young son seemed to lose interest in playing educational board games or watching nature shows on lions and other amazing animals. I assumed he was bored with those options and was just looking for change. Then I remembered what happens when we assume. So instead, I asked him about it. Hey, I said, seems like it's been a while since we watched a show learning about animals. You want to watch one? No, thank you. He replied. Kind of burnt out on those shows? No. He replied. Okay. Well, it seems like I missed something. Is there maybe a reason you don't want to watch one of those shows with me? What do you need from me right now? Turns out, the last couple times we watched a nature documentary, I had fallen asleep. This made him feel like he wasn't important and like I didn't really want to spend time with him. In his mind, it also meant we couldn't talk about all the cool things we learned after the show ended. So it was just better not to do it. Now, my son didn't use those exact words, but the point is, we were able to have a conversation where he got his feelings and worries out and we worked through them together. This helped us discover what was going on, decide on what we wanted to adjust, then do the new plan. And here's a Pro Ninja tip. When in doubt, ask. And to ask in several different ways until you find the right way that your child needs to open up to you. Just make sure that every time you ask, it is with a sincere and open heart and that you are seeing your child not as a problem to be fixed, but as a human being with needs, wants, and desires, just like you. All right, let's discuss our third sign that your child may be struggling in ways you don't realize, a decrease in social interaction. I'm lucky enough to have family nearby that I get together with on a regular basis. For the last couple of years, we have played disc golf nearly every Friday afternoon. Sadly, I peaked long ago. But more than anything else, I enjoy the connection. I enjoy laughing with brothers-in-law who might as well just be brothers. I enjoy getting updates from my nephew on his young family and developing career. The sunlight, exercise, and wildlife are all positive as well. In short, I look forward to it. So when a Friday approaches and I'm looking for excuses to miss or feeling more dread than excitement, I know something is off. Maybe it's the temporary stress of a deadline or a bigger issue of eating poorly all week and having my mental chemistry whacked out. And the size of the reason doesn't matter. What matters is that I can recognize that something is off when I don't want to get together for an activity I enjoy. And now that I recognize it, I can take action to resolve it and choose a better path. But I didn't learn to see and process this until my late 30s. You think your eight-year-old or your 12-year-old or your kid in high school is going to automatically understand that that is what's going on? Not a chance. These patterns must be discovered through our own trial and error, the hard way, or through instruction from someone who has already figured out this path. The easier way, you are their parent. It is your role, your responsibility, and your great blessing 
to be their guide, but you cannot be absent, primarily focused on your work, consistently missing key moments in their journey and out of alignment with the direction of your family, then expect them to open up whenever you demand. This is why you need to do the work now. It's not too late. Like the saying goes, the best time to plant a tree was 50 years ago. But if not 50 years ago, then the best time is now. So start practicing on yourself. Watch for your own drastic behavior changes, decreased desire to learn, and decline in social participation. Ask yourself what led up to those responses. Were you tired, bored, hungry? Did you have a certain financial or business stress you were struggling with? Were you feeling disconnected from your spouse or your family or from God? The more self-aware you become, the more aware you will also become about what's going on with your kids and the better you will get at moving forward in your attempts to connect with and support your children. Please remember, it is helpful for your kids to know that you struggle too and to see how you work through those challenges. It is helpful for them to know that you are also learning and that you are here for them because you understand. Now, one final note, the key to all of this is you cannot know what's going on if you are not present. That's why I break down how to solve the number one problem that keeps you from being present. Check that out here. Until next time, keep moving forward.